With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Baby, how we doing? How we doing? Welcome in to the PHNX Rising Podcast. It is a nice Tuesday. Very happy for everyone joining us. I'm, of course, Max Simpson. I'm joined by a man who's having a much better time than Ken is right now, Mr. Owen Evans. How we doing? Yeah, that was an exciting game, wasn't it? Last was minute awesome. equalizer oh for Guadalupe gosh. after they took oh a first-half lead as well. Oh Rumor has it Max Simpson may have lost some money. No, I picked man. a draw. I picked a draw. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I picked a draw. At halftime. Well, it wasn't yeah, at halftime. It was 1-0 to Guadalupe at halftime. Because one of us did actually win, I bet, on that game. Okay, well, you know, it was, it was, it was, I will say that was a very entertaining match, and uh, people slept on Guadeloupe. But uh, man, Canada, shoot, they're taking losses left and right. They, I, are, I guess, not, I mean, not, not an actual loss, but like a metaphorical loss in this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's a moral loss. You, you lose yeah. to, oh, yeah, you lose to a team like that. I mean, Guadeloupe, look, I think you said be, it was uh, be, smaller than Mesa, it is smaller than Mesa by population. Yeah. Um, it's comparable to Wichita, oh, in terms of uh. Population, Kansas, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a that's a pretty crazy, yeah. No man, uh, that's what we love the Gold Cup. It's uh, it's madness, right? For especially for U.S. fans who are like tuning in, right? It's cool, like the U.S. is playing their B.C. team, whatever. But like that's the beauty is like I think the Gold Cup, even more than Nations League, even more than World Cup qualifying, you really do get to see a lot of these teams where you ever you maybe either haven't heard of them or you don't know the players, and I think that's special about this, but. We absolutely love it. We appreciate those of you joining. SC Collective, uh, they're late. Max Lozo Spears. Correct. Actually, it's actually, it was uh, both Owen and producer Jacob on that no, one. No, so, Max was uh, the last one to sit down Jacob in this room. Glaring at me Max right was now. the last one to sit down in this uh, room. I, I, I did my customer bathroom break it with plenty he, of time. He does. He does. He always has to go to the bathroom before we go live. Better than in the middle of the show, apparently. But uh, hey, we're here now. It's all uh, good, Mike, in the chat as well appreciate it but we uh we got a lot to discuss we do right and we definitely want to get into the meat of the gold cup stuff but you know it does stand to reason we did have a little bit of a match on uh saturday that uh went a certain result and i know we kind of talked about the draw after the fact being hey it's a Mm -hmm. good point on the road especially knowing what happened the previous match in new mexico has your opinion changed uh, on are are you happy that it was a draw or knowing the performance? Kind of yeah. How the, I mean, you know, I, I said all along. Look, how many times did I repeat it on that post game show? I thought four points out of six. Was yeah, but good. that was then. I know that was then. But how are you feeling now? 
You still, you still hey, feel good now. Even the performance. Even it's four points out of six, on the, road. Road. Points out of six on the road. Okay. You take it. Okay. Now, okay. yes, if you're Phoenix okay. Rising, do you want to come away with three points in that open game? Given that I think overall, a lot, of, a lot of the game they were probably on top of Oakland. Yes, mm-hmm. but it's four points out of six. Yeah. It's four points out of six. Pretty good on the road. Okay. On the road. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, hey, uh, Rising, Rising came away with uh, the one-one draw. I mean, how, how do you feel about it, Matt? How do I feel? Yeah. I mean, I'm still happy. I'm still happy about the points. I think. I think the thing that we kept on, we've said at times in the season, right? Does the performance match the results? I think the thing that's right. We we would rather have a better performance and maybe the losses or maybe the results not matching up to it because knowing in the long run everything will rise to the top that the good performances will lead to good results this was kind of one of those cases where i think rising based on the opportunity should have won the match yes oakland had a couple of their own but i think they were the the better team in terms of chance creation in terms of the opportunities that were there i'm a bit disappointed that they didn't get three points but you i'm happy with the one point that's where yeah. I've, I've landed okay okay yeah but uh you know a lot of, a lot of good uh players standout performances i know we highlighted a few anyone that you've kind of thought of since saturday that's really resonated with you since then? i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this up now because this was something that yeah. uh came up on twitter yeah. uh, i saw some people engaging over this one um sure. i'm intrigued what you think on this one fetty varela Okay, someone that I think has gotten a lot of criticism from Rising fans this year. We brought him up a few times. We've mentioned how, on times, he's not quite delivering, I think, on what was promised. Yeah. Um, what did you think when you look back on it now at his performance in that game and, and how it fits into him more broadly? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's funny enough, honestly, the stats, actually, if you look at chance creation and um, all that stuff, it's actually... He's getting out more- ahead of me on this one, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I actually wasn't even looking at it. It's actually one of the more higher ones on the team, but I guess if you pass the eyeball test, not just in this game, but in other matches, I think you see the spurts, and that's all well and good, but to me, it's just not a representative performance of his entire season, the spurts. Like, I, I to me, that's not enough to justify, to Mikey's point, shouldn't start. I mean, I agree. To me, that's definitely not uh, just fine for a start. Maybe, honestly, people look at a relegation to the bench as a bad thing, and granted, understandably so, it may not be the worst thing maybe to help bring him in in a pinch here and there because yeah. I don't think the starting has been working. No, look, here's the thing. You are correct. He led this team on Saturday and chances created with four. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, no one else had more than, well, it was Gallardo had three, Panos had two, Gabby had one, Trejo had mm-hmm. one, Harvey had one. Mm-hmm. He has a pretty good passing accuracy. Sure. However, I'll say this, when you look at some of the things here in terms of uh, passes in the final third, you look at him and he's way down there with seven, okay? Mm-hmm. You look at Panos, Panos has 17 passes in the final third. Yeah. I think there are some things that he's still getting to. I think there's some things that he's still doing right in there. However, I think when we were looking at Ferdi Varela before the season, we were thinking about what we were expecting to see out of him, out of Ferdi. Um, I, I just feel as though we were looking at someone who was going to be an, an attacking midfielder, yeah. someone who was going to really create chances frequently was going to be getting in those dangerous positions and while you can say he's been getting in dangerous positions if he's getting the ball there clearly he's right i remember his passing accuracy in the final third isn't that bad so it can't even quite be that um it's just that he's not getting the ball in the final third as much perhaps as you'd hope yeah i mean i think the service 
at times has been to be desired even on but even on the like this um it, you know in the first half against uh, Oakland a lot of the passes where he was involved he was seemingly kind of in the center of the box right on the outside of it but whenever he got it I know we create a handful of chances but it's seemingly throughout the season and in that match a bit it's a lot of well we'll spray it out wide or we'll put it across the face of goal but it's not necessarily with an intention to it, I don't think. I think he's maybe not looking to pick out a specific player, or he's maybe making the safe pass and recycling it for the wingbacks or the wingers to break, to uh, put into the mixer. And that, to me, if you're in that number 10 role, I just want to see a bit more daring, a bit more, hey, it's going to be a catalyst that's going to come to me. Again, where we've been seeing Panos, even if he's not in that traditional number 10 role necessarily, it's just been cool to see because that's the type of player of he might lose possession, but he's at least going to generate quality chances, not just ones where it maybe is showing up on a stat sheet. Right. But then when you look at things, you look at rising, you look at their average positioning from that last game. What you see is something that looks like a true front three mm-hmm. in terms of having Manuel Arteaga is the furthest forward player right down the middle. Then roughly about as far up as each other, yeah. you've got Panos Amanakis on the one side, you've got Danny Trejo on the other side, and then you have Fede Varela slightly leaning left there, slightly leaning over towards Trejo's side, yeah. but quite a bit deeper than them, closer really to a Renzo Zambrano and Carlos Harvey kind of position on that field than he is to the real front three. So it's interesting. I think Michael, though, is kind of hitting on it's some fair, of the point here point. when he makes it that he's decent. They big up him like an MVP candidate before the season, which isn't necessarily fair to him. I won't disagree with you there. I think there is a a level of having to understand, yeah, he, he's he's fine. Um, I don't think he's necessarily been bad, but people were expecting more. Yeah. Um, now, some of that, I know Juan has spoken about it in the past, and we've spoken about how, look, he'd had time out with injury, both before he arrived and after he arrived. There was also talk about, and I've heard this one being thrown about as well, about how maybe he hasn't quite adapted to the style of play yeah. in USL uh, as quickly as would have been liked. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I think there's still a lot to work on there. Um, Let me ask the question both to you and the chat. And he's had more games, seemingly, than this player. But maybe there was a you know bit of break here and there. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Manuel Arteaga, yeah. we were riding him in the beginning of the season for a solid month or so of like, he's inconsistent, he's got an absolute boatload of chances, hasn't put them away. And right as we've been clamped for weeks, right? Two, three weeks, seemingly. Put in Jackson Conway. Try someone else. Try something else. Juan Stick sticks with him. Manuel Arteaga is, is absolutely playing lights out. Now, this isn't apples to apples. They're different positions. The yep. chances that they've had yep. are very different. But are we possibly in the middle of something like that? Or do you think we've passed the time at this point? And I'm, ch- Chad, I'm curious to hear your point it, as well. It takes time. Some of these things do take yeah. time. I understand that. I think there's still elements here whereby this team is still needing to click. I think that Panos overall has been the attack-minded player mm-hmm. coming in. That's given them an additional spark. Let's pick them up at a point where we, we looked at this squad and we're starting to get a little bit concerned. They weren't quite clicking as quickly as we'd have liked to yeah. see. However, I mean, if you're going to talk about Manuel Arteaga, let, let's, let's actually talk about him here. Um, I think we need to point out the fact that this guy is currently joint for the the top scorer in the league. Yeah. I think that we probably owe an apology. Michael in the chat is a real gobby one. He's going to ultimately owe uh, an apology. I think that's Manuel Arteaga, who is at the moment 
scored his nine goals almost as quickly as anyone on this Phoenix Rising team has ever managed to do since joining the team. In fact, I started doing some digging. The only person I found in my preliminary digging that had done it quicker in terms of USL goals. Give me a guess. It was 15, um, 15 USL games to get nine USL goals. Rising or... Who do you think on Rising did it quicker? I can name you at least one player if you can't play off games. Um... I mean, it wouldn't be. I was gonna say it's not solos that they're looking at. No, it wouldn't be him. It wasn't it's, solo. It's gotta be. Uh... Ooh. Oh man, we. Uh, it's co- the, the goat long ten, of course. I was gonna say Didier Drogba <laughs> did it in fourteen, but um. Uh, look, I, no. I know he's adapted. I think Jet's actually quite fair there. Arciaga has been in this league for longer, so it makes sense that he has adapted to this yeah. team quicker than we have seen Fede Varela mm-hmm. adapt to this team. That makes sense. I agree completely with that one. I, I get that. But yes, I think, look, we've got to give Manuel Arciaga his dues. This guy is currently scored nine goals in 15 games. He is on course for nigh on a 20 goal season at this rate yeah. okay yeah if you're getting a 20 goal season as a striker you're a pretty this decent player to keep it the the emoji yeah uh, Matt, we spoke terrible. about that even then we we spoke about that over the off season when when arteaga first signed and we were saying okay are we gonna see last season's arteaga or from before yeah. when he was scoring double-digit goals. I yeah. think we can now quite safely say which one we've seen. Yeah. As a striker myself, you know, I identified, right, that, you know, he was getting in good positions more often than not, but just not necessarily finishing the chances. And we saw that for sure during I large Ma- stretches. Ma- Max is very used to that, not finishing chances. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> um, dang. Uh, no, he, he, he doesn't know quite how to react to this. Uh, I've thrown him. I've uh, thrown him. I know. He's the first time he's ever said something like this to me. I know. I say the exact same thing to you every time I see you. I know. I know. Um, I'm just trying to come, come up with a good comeback. I got nothing. No, but um, it, it's something where he had some stretch of the season where, right, it's just he's missing chances. and He's prone to it every now and then, but I think it's just almost those were, I think that was not the mean for him. That like the mean and the average Maybe it isn't even necessarily this, but there's somewhere in the middle of he was running a very low form, then it was very hot form, and here we are. We got Gra- the Greg Hurst. Oh, Greg, Greg, Mar- okay, Greg Michael Van Fourteen. All right, all right, all right. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to argue that I think Greg could do a job with this team. Sure. Again, I'm I'm not going to take anything away from Manu now with the the, way, the scoring. I think the other are. thing that we've seen, right, is as as he's come along, and even as all the attackers on this team have come along, they have been prone to large lapses, especially early in the season, of just that lack of creativity. And for what it for what it is for the last over the last month or so, especially, we have really seen not just a spark, but really just a bit of a concrete, I guess, for lack of a better term, maybe overall or evolution even in within this own season of how this team has played at moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, though, it's it's a, it's a step up in some ways. What yeah. we saw from rising earlier doors now was they would go, yeah, they got a good result in Birmingham Legion. They weren't really scoring multiple goals mm-hmm. in games, yeah. with the exception of when they came home and they played against some poorer teams. Yeah. When they were playing against your Hartford's R.I.P. Tabramos, um, when they were playing... Not dead. With just just, just sacked, sacked this sacked. week. Um, <laughs> when they were playing against the Loudons, okay? They were scoring multiple goals in those games. They weren't doing it in other games. Did they do it against Oakland? No. Mm-hmm. Um, but against New Mexico, I don't think there will be a better example of how to take the game to the opponent mm-hmm. than what we saw in that match. I think that Phoenix Rising far and away 
were probably the uh could have scored a lot more could have scored a lot more they scored three in the end it could have been five yeah so no for sure i mean like even some of those games they were playing they're just kind of crazy like i think even the results you've seen within the season we have seen rising play some opponents and that kind of brings up the tally but some of these opponents right they're just kind of all over the place where they're hemorrhaging goals. Some teams, mm-hmm. it's very tie-locked. Other ones are not. Some of the games, honestly, it's just been kind of chaotic for sure. Yeah. For the, for the comment here, by the way, with Jet saying about Cicerone has 12 uh, goals and assists. I saw that one earlier with the question about goal contributions. Yes. At the moment in this USL, Russell Cicerone and Manuel Arteaga, both 12 goals plus assists in 16 games played right behind them you got christian valeski on 11 and then a group of people on 10 in milan Loski, alex dixon and zach ryan mm. that's okay. pretty that's pretty good that's so he currently yeah. is yeah he's joint top of the league for goals plus assists mm. oh that's awesome i mean that's pretty cool for the nice contributions there if you want to help with contributions on your own check out our friends at four peaks brewery four peaks brewery you can help your arizona hometown brewery with some contributions of your own not just drinking them like owen is uh, Owen, what's drinking over there uh it is it's the holmberg bound uh it's a, it's a red ale yeah, that's a nice, that's a cool little, it's a cool little bottle there. He hasn't stocked up the fridge. I'd have been on the wire. Okay, okay, apparently, that's apparently, it's my job around it here. It is your job Partners around here. Partners guy, beer, uh, fridge soccer. Sort it out. Adman. Anyway, sort if, it you, out, <laughs> if you want to make a contribution other than my foot going into Owens, you know what? Uh, check out our friends at Four Peaks Brewery because they have an amazing program. It is called Four Peaks for Teachers. Every single year, Four Peaks is donating school supplies to teachers around the valley. Absolutely cool. Giving away 11 one 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 eleven thousand dollar cash grants and one lucky teacher win a teacher's lounge renovation bye bye friends of forkies you drink beer and give back to the teachers who give back to the kids i'm not saying and then you too can help people like max learn to count to 11 yeah exactly i am shaping the youth four peaks we'll check out check out them on instagram at four peaks brew and at four peaks pub to keep up with everything they got going on i will kind of drop this little uh little teaser especially someone in the chat was asking me earlier you might uh want to keep on the lookout on uh not only four peaks instagram but also on the phnx underscore sports uh twitter and instagram the women's world cup uh, later, especially in uh, later in July, a little uh, U.S. Women's National Team. Perhaps there's going to be some watch parties announced soon. So uh, check them out. Check them out. Check them out again at Four Peaks Pub at Four Peaks Brew. Us on the socials as well for a little collaboration coming soon. <coughs> cough, cough. Uh, yeah, thank you, Fr- Four Peaks. Must be 20 years or older to enjoy responsibly. And uh, while you're at it, oh, man, you can uh, get some Four Peaks at Valley Tap Room. Valley Tap Room. They got all the delicious stuff as well. They got the Four Peaks. They got some wine. They got some happy hour. They got beers on tap there, yeah. They do got they they got a, a lot, lot of stuff. A lot of got stuff. Got a lot of beers. They got uh, a lot of beers. Got a little trivia Tuesday for those trivia who part, partake. Of course, you want to mop the floor with everyone. Call me. I'll do the job for you. But yeah, check out our friends at it. You always think that you do it, Max. You I know I do. do. I know it. I've gotten. I've got. I'm batting a hundred whenever anyone. Or Max, wait, shoot. Max oh, has the confidence a thousand. of a, a golden boot winning center forward. I have. I. But I the problem I is, is that Max has the talent of a guy that doesn't make some of these gold cup squads. 
I mean, I don't. I, I would not be making a Gold Coast squad. No, I know, but for the, the very, very, very small countries involved. Oh, no. I, you know, the number nine did a job today. He learned a few he things. He did. He did. But I'm not talking about Guadalupe. Learn a thing or two from me. Anyway, Valley Taproom. Eh? <laughs> Jacob is absolutely s- snarling on us right now. Valley Taproom. They have all the great stuff on there. Trivia Tuesday, like we mentioned, if you want to get down on what they're doing, first off, go to the Valley Tap Room at the 202 and Gilbert. Tell him Owen sent you. He'll buy you a beer personally. Owen Evans Max will buy you a beer. Max will buy you a beer. No. Uh, As or, was pointed out at the start of the chat because we were late. Max does or you can you check. No, do not highlight it again. Okay, Jacob. Or, or you can check them out on Instagram at Valley Tap Room. All the good stuff there. Again, grab the Four Peaks. Our friends there. Gotta love them. Look out for Valley Taproom. A watch party coming in the near future. Mr. Owen Evans, we can talk about beer all day long, but we can talk about a little competition called the Cup of Gold. Oh, yeah. The Gold the, Cup. The, the, the Cup of Gold. You like Max, it? what are you doing? You like, you like that? The CONCACAF Gold Cup, right? Yeah, put some respect that. on CONCACAF, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no um, I'm not putting respect on CONCACAF. You're not putting respect on CONCACAF. You say that as your team loses to, oh, sorry, we're losing for much of that game. You were losing for much of that game. Oh, my team? You, the U.S. men's national The U.S. Team? were losing for much Putting of that game. game. Well, that's much fine. Of that game. Well, why, was 88-minute equalizer in that game? It was. Brandon Vasquez. Well, why don't you illuminate us on perhaps, uh, you know, a certain current rising player who is doing actually, certain things yeah, there's, there. of, there's actually a lot of stuff we could talk about with okay. rising involved. Good. In that match, even. Yes. Without going beyond that. Yes. We look at that game. Early, the score opened in the 13th minute by Damien Lowe of 2020 Phoenix Rising fame. Bang. Rumor has it he's also played at much higher levels, but hey, Bang. we'll uh, continue to point to that Phoenix Rising link there. Kev Lambert winning a penalty not long after, uh, but it was missed. He didn't take the penalty, Lambert, of course, yeah. so that's not a problem. I mean, the, 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 the penalty wasn't great. The no. follow-up was... Uh, worse. Something. Worse. Yeah, yeah, it was worse. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. So... Look, yeah, you tell I, him, I, I mean, you. and ultimately the U.S. equalized in the 88th minute. But I, I, I just, yeah, well, yeah, I, this is the thing I love about, like, Michael coming there with the excuses. Oh, it's our C-Squad. Oh, the facts. C-squad. You tell him. What's the population of the U.S.? Uh, like 350 million? 331.9. Okay. What's the population of Jamaica? The population had nothing to do with it. Less than 3 million. Pop- okay. Pop- Your C squad should it. still realistically. No, we. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. It's like, uh. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. no. It's like trying to strain. Population uh, has nothing to do with it. Trying to strain it, some thick pasta. Sometimes too much. Uh, but anyway, not as good, anyway you know? let's talk yeah. about that last game and talk about what Kev Lambert did in that game. It was interesting. Yeah. Kev was deployed more as a defensive midfielder. That's interesting yeah. from our perspective, I think, because we've seen him playing as a centre back with Phoenix Rising this yeah. year. When you actually look at some of the average positioning here, you can actually see that he's way further forward than that back line. Yeah. So he's getting involved. He's practically, practically level with Leon Bailey in that center circle. Yeah. So that tells you about some of the stuff that's going on. If Kev keeps performing and start uh, starting worried about him being sold, leaving in the winter, yeah, he might. But quite frankly, he could have for a while. I don't think it's a bad thing about him moving on. I think it would be good for him to move on because yeah. you want to see some of those players actually move on. That helps. That helps in a lot of ways where you're attracting new players in, showing that you can move people on to better places. But as we keep talking about him, he puts in a 90-minute shift in there. Uh, he gets 37 touches over that shift. He actually won possession five times yeah. for his squad. And, of course, he wins that penalty. I think that overall, for someone who was frozen out of that Jamaica squad for so long under uh, the previous coaching staff, yeah. I think that it's it's incredibly good to see him finally it is. getting back out there, getting his opportunity again to show what he can do on the international stage. 
I'm being trusted, realistically. Yeah. Um, I think even when you look at, at 2019 in the Gold Cup, he barely featured. Yeah. So I think it would be disappointing if he wasn't being utilized as, as well as he could now. I know there were some words that the coach had to say after the game about that kind of uh, about Kev and the kind of performance that he put in. Unfortunately, Concacaf not uploading some of those uh, press conferences to our yeah. nice little media area like they normally do. Um, so we don't have that video available for you to uh, show. I did think uh, Michael as well commenting here. Just uh, funny they begged us for years to play him at centre back, and when we're we do, they move to midfield. Different yeah. coach again, so yeah. I get it, but. Um, I just think, look, he had a pretty decent game. I think a lot of people have shown, uh, I can't remember who it was. Is it FOTMOB or one of those with the ratings? And it was the two highest ratings. Yeah. It was Damian Lowe and then it was Kev Lambert. Yeah. The Phoenix Rising yeah. influence. The Phoenix Rising influence. Guaranteed, you play for Phoenix Rising and then you go play for Jamaica, you're going to ball out. Rumor has it, say. Phoenix Rising Jamaica gang is uh, currently uh, showing that they can hang with MLS. Ooh, mm. we like that. Mm. We like that. You know, it, it, it's always interesting, right? Especially to the big thing for me. It, whenever you go on the international stage, especially in a tournament like this, especially against the opponent, it's not yeah. easy. It, it, yeah. Like we're we're calling what it is. I don't care if it's the USA's, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F squad. It's something where you need to rise to the level of occasion of what's going on, and not only do that. But to do it in a position that he has been playing all season, granted, he's been doing it for his career. It's the one that he has more longevity with. But even having to do that mental switch, yeah. the fact that he, we weren't watching the game, right? We were clearly watching Rising. But the fact that he had such a high report and by all accounts, he seemed turned on from the very whistle, that's props to him. Played a full 90. Like, that's not easy to do. I will say as well, and this is always something that I thought, find interesting, it's, it's hard to tell sometimes with national teams quite how they're going to be, how they're all yeah. going to settle in, what the moods are going to be like in the yeah. camps. Um, the players, broadly speaking, may well get along. Sure. But I think Jamaica has been one that's often struggled with uh, providing for their players. And that hasn't entirely gone away. Yeah. Okay, we need to be clear over that one as we look at what's currently going on with crowdfunding for the women's team going to the Women's World Cup. That's not ideal. That should not be happening. Yeah. It should not be happening at all. They're going to a World Cup. Okay. And, and yeah, I will say that when you see the little things about the men's squad and what's coming out of their camp, it all seems like they're having a good time. all seems like they're enjoying themselves. And I'm not going to say they didn't in previous years, but it's just a good sign. Yeah, It's always a good sign. You need the squad to have that kind of... Uh, just enjoying being around each other off the field. I mean, there's a video on social media of uh, Kev singing with the rest of the squad as well. Yeah. So, uh, and Kev getting some stick from uh, someone, uh, former rising social media fame for um, having to look up the words to the song on his phone. But uh, yeah, I will say I managed to speak actually to Juan and while we're still talking about Kev, I managed to speak to Juan after that game on Saturday when rising drew against Oakland and brought up to him, look, Kev just played 90 minutes for Jamaica. What does that mean for him? Yeah. And here's what he had to say. I'm so I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna download the game and I'm gonna watch them. Um, we should all be happy. Not just me or, or you. It's, it's our teammates. It's, it's it's our organization. It's our supporters. That's one of us. That's one of us out there. That it's that it's uh, it's working very hard. That uh, we've been challenging him to here to play a different position. And you've seen his growth. His growth growth is massive. His uh, his learning curve has been unbelievable to see, to watch, and then also his perform performance curve. So I'm I'm very very happy for him. He deserves the best in the world, and 
and I cannot wait to see how Jamaica and Kev do in the in the cup right now because I I hope he he has a great cup because this kid deserves the best. Yeah. Man, I mean, especially being like the the captain when he's out on the pitch for Rising, the fact that he is such a long longevity piece for this team that he's so important to them. And I think like that's, I don't know, that's something really cool. It's kind of like, eh, I, I'm not trying to overread into this and it's like, okay, well, of course, what, you know, your coach, your club coach is going to say, yes, yep. we want him to succeed and everything yep. like that. But like, also they could be using him during this stretch, but like that they actually want him to see him succeed. And like knowing that this is going to be growth as a player for him for club and country. Like you love seeing that. You do. You do. Yeah. Should we have a look now around the rest of the golf cups? A lot of other things have been going on as well. Uh, other than the chaos we just watched. Other than the chaos <laughs> we just watched. So let's start. Well, I'll just run through all the fixtures. Let's talk through so far. So group A, of course, the US drawing with Jamaica in the other match in group A, Trinidad and Tobago coming up against St. Kitts and Nevis. Now, Trinidad walk away with a 3-0 win here. Alvin Jones, a Johnny Fortune, and an own goal from Jamil Ible. Now, I just think that when you look at this, you'd think, okay, St. Kitts, small country, completely outplayed. You look at something like the possession number, you'd agree, yeah, 34% possession, right? You think, okay, completely outplayed. Trinidad didn't score until like late in the first they half, right? They didn't score until late in the first half. Yeah. I'll also point this one out. Trinidad and Tobago had 14 shots to St. Kitts' 10. Yeah. So that's not the sign of a team, I think, that just sat back and no. didn't have anything to offer. No. The shooting wasn't all there. They only had one of those 10 shots on target. But they're taking shots, right? And I think that's something that we see in a lot of these games. A lot of these smaller island nations, you look at them, you think, oh, God, they're going to be completely overmatched. They're going to be easily swept aside by some of the bigger countries. Even you look at your Trinidad, regionally, they're one of the bigger countries. Sure. Realistically, this is a team that has been to World Cups um, in recent memory. Um, Let's not talk about them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't even make it in yeah. that time. Yeah, they just, no, they just knocked you out. Yeah, no, keep going. They just knocked you out. But... Um, <laughs> When you look at that and think, okay, they're actually battling. And then what you see, we move on now. Let's talk about Group B now. Group B, these teams will be playing in Phoenix in on a Thursday, actually, having Glendale uh, mm -hmm. University of uh, State Farm Stadium now. There we go. I'm falling back on the old names when I first went to a Gold Cup the game. Partners. There. Yeah. Well, uh, if you have a look now, Haiti 2, Qatar 1. Yeah. Light goal for Haiti in that match. They actually scored their first goal in stoppage time as well. 45 plus one in uh, first half stoppage time uh, after Qatar took a 20th minute lead for Yusuf Abdurisag. And uh, in the dying moments of that game mm. was Franzi Pierrot mm. for Haiti, 90 plus seven. The Haitians, 2019 semi-finalists in this Gold Cup with an early win to mm. get the group stage going. Then you move over to the second game in Group B that took place, Mexico, Honduras. Eesh. A lot of question marks over that Mexican team. Yeah. A lot of question marks. We what? saw what happened at the Nations League. A lot of people have been questioning quite what was wrong with them. But not um, this A match. lot of people are kind of pointing to the fact that they are probably at one of their lowest points for uh, for generations in some ways, to be honest, regionally. Yeah. They get rid of the coach. They bring in a new coach as a caretaker. And within a minute, they Different. are 1-0 up over Honduras. They go on to win the match. Literally Four. one year. Literally Luis Roma, the brace. Yes. Pineda with a goal in the second half as well as Chavez. And uh, I, I, I've got to be honest, I watched a large amount of that game. I didn't think that Honduras had very much to offer overall. I yeah. thought the Mexico were the very clear... Dominant side I mean, in that game. He gets scored on in the first minute. It's uh, pretty tough sledding from there. Indeed, indeed. We move on to Group C. Group C. 
of the gold cap. El Salvador. Oh, yeah. We were kind of talking about them as a potential dark horse, weren't we, last week, between ourselves and, and on the pregame show. Well, Martinique come in and stun them. Uh, Patrick Burner, 11 minutes in. Kevin Fortun in the 16th minute. And 2-0 Martinique at half time. Yeah. In the end, Jonathan Ramirez gets sent off shortly into the second half, yeah, 48th that's... minute. El Salvador have a penalty. Missed. Missed. Made they get one Made more penalty though, 90 plus five at that point. Too little, too late. El Salvador falling 2-1 to Martinique. Tough, tough. And the other game in that group, Group C, Costa Rica coming up against Panama. 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 Maybe not a huge surprise, okay? They've been here. They've done this before. Yeah. They've shown they can get to the late stages yes. of the Gold Cup. Jose Fajardo in the 23rd minute putting them up. Yeah. Uh, and before they double their lead ultimately in the 68th minute. So it was 2-0 yeah. to Panama at that point. Then Costa Rica with a late goal of their own, 90 plus one. To rescue perhaps yeah. a little bit of a hope there on goal differential. It's uh, still weird not seeing King Kaylor Navas mm -hmm. in a goal in a major tournament. Indeed, here we are. indeed, indeed. Here we are. And that brings us to Group D. Group D. Canada to Guadeloupe to Chaos Cup. Yeah. Now, yeah. rumor has it the Maxims and lost money on this game, but Thierry Ambrose, the 23rd rumor. minute, puts Guadeloupe up 1 0 in Toronto. That's how it yeah, stays that, until. For, 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 the, for those of you who haven't seen that goal, I'm sorry to interrupt. The, the that, turn, was, that was the a turn. hell of a turn. That was, a, turn. That was nice. I was very he wrong, nice. He wrong-footed the heck out I of that will, Canadian center I will not disagree oh, with you there. Oof. Thierry Ambrose oof. plays in the second division in Belgium for Oostend. Yeah, can't Sweet. argue. I thought he had a good game overall. He did. But, but into the chances. second half, Canada do get their equalizer through Lucas Ca uh, Cavallini. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And then take the lead in the 70th minute due to an own goal from Medellina. However, but, 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 rumor has it, ah, there was another own goal. Yeah, there was. And Guadalupe get their equalizer in the 90 plus third minutes. That was a chaos. That was a crazy finish. That was a ridiculous finish to that game. Also, like, what, a ra what a random match we're watching. Oh, we're going to go on right before our show. Let's watch this match. Put some uh, money down. And boom, like, what a what a wild game for, for Canada. Indeed, indeed. Mm. And as it stands at the moment, the other game in Group D. Real thrilling game. It looks like it's been one shot in 20 minutes. It is Guatemala nil, Cuba nil. That's a, we love that. We do, we do. So as it stands then, let's have a look at the standings just so we know where we stand. Right. Nice. There we go. That's how it's Group how it works. A, Trinidad and Tobago currently top that group with three points, USA and Jamaica on one point apiece. St. Kitts and Nevis sit at the bottom <laughs> on zero points. Group B, with Mexico and Haiti getting off to a good start in Group B, that means that they're both on three points. Qatar and Honduras sitting on zero points at the bottom of that group. Group C, Panama, Martinique, the two sides that won, they mm. will meet now in their next Group C clash. Yeah. El Salvador, Costa Rica fighting to stay alive. They will face each other as well in their next game. And then Group D, as it stands, it's all level down there. It's all level down there. Yeah, that's a it's pretty crazy. Uh, you know, I, I will say one note on Canada, right? Like people, people saying, you know, oh well, maybe it's their second choice team or whatever. They're definitely missing some key guys, but like they but also have a, but like, they're they're, they're missing, missing, their, their stars, missing their stars, but, but they have a lot of starters in there oh, from recently, and they're regular starters. Like, let's not get it twisted. Like, yeah. this is a, the core of this Canadian team. 
the spine, the goalkeepers, like a lot of the defenders, even like uh, uh, Hoylet and stuff like that. The they have a lot of the core team missing their stars. I hear Alfonso Davies helps. Yeah, just a little bit. But not against, not against today. But hey, that's uh, that's okay. You want to know something that helps you? Our friends at Circle K. Our friends at Circle K absolutely going to help you out in a GIF. That way you're not facing down a, a possible defeat or draw at the Gold Cup. That's right. It can do that power for you. I went to Circle K last night and I got myself a Polar Pop. You want to get yourself a Polar Pop? Super duper easy. You can just... Text PHNX to 31310. Again, that's text PHNX to 31310 to get buy one, get one free Polar Pops. That's not one, but two Polar Pops for the price of one. PHNX 31310. Look at the screen. Listen to my voice. Twiddle your thumbs, your fingers, your digits on your phone, your iPhone, your Android, whatever it is, and get that delicious liquid into your hydration system it's going to be called your body it's fantastic check out circle k it's refreshing as heck all the good snacks and everything no 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 i can't you've done that one i can't i did it great i did it great but on the real it's delicious got myself a nice refreshing powerade or whatever have you circle k is amazing it's literally free text phnx at 31310 appreciate our friends at circle k you know, also appreciate that actually goes pretty well with circle k with you know circle k snacks and their drinks and everything you know, for those of you who partake, a uh, little OGs, uh, perhaps, really does uh, does wonders, especially after, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, a show, you know, maybe someone indulges or whatever, maybe watching a little baseball game in the studio. It's a really nice time, you know, a uh, nice time to take little OGs, especially their pink lemonade version. Is there indeed a pink lemonade version out now, Max? Oh, yes, there is. Pink lemonade, it is absolutely fantastic, according to... Pretty much every single person here at PHNX, uh, absolutely phenomenal is their summer edition. You can check them out at ogsbrands.com. Again, that's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. To find them at a dispensary near you and learn more about them, whether you are a seasoned vet in the cannabis game or those of you who are looking to get into it, OGs has something for everyone. And it really does taste much better than any edible on the market. Also, it really just makes you feel darn good. It's a good time. Uh, everyone here at PHNX, whether they got kids, they're single, they got different life stages, whatever. Pretty much everyone, vast majority of people here have tried OGs because they're in the canvas game and we all love it. So check them out for yourself again at ogsbrands.com. Mr. Owen Evans, right, what do we got? The USL. Oh yeah, dude. Around talking about Tab Ramos. Around the USL. Oh, you love Tab oh, Ramos. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know where he comes out with this stuff sometimes. <laughs> right. So talking about Tab Ramos, who got the boots? Not the golden he boot. Got the boot. Not like not I did. Not boot. like I did the golden boot in twenty twenty one. The boot. So he's now <laughs> out in Hartford. They have appointed the assistant coach director of scouting, Omid Namazi. Mm as the uh, new head coach in his place. Ah. Hartford struggled a lot this season, okay? Two wins, 10 losses, four draws. Not good. <laughs> Not good. Okay, they were last in the Eastern Conference. He was hired in late August last year. Yeah. Um, look, they've not given him necessarily as long as uh, quite you'd maybe expect in the case of the build that he was doing. I don't think that Hartford are necessarily a big enough team to command some of the uh, expectation that sure. appears to be impressed on him. But I, I I understand it, to be fair. He, again, they are in last place in the East. That's not where you want to be in the slightest. Um, and a lot of people have been speaking. You look at the, the, the stats, you look at everything underlying it, and you say, well, 
the players are probably better than what you're seeing on the field. Yeah. So in that sense, sure, I get it. But it's it's a quick it's turnaround. Season. It's a quick uh, indeed. It's quick. I, I don't. I don't know. It's it's always it's always kind of tough, especially in like right knowing the pedigree that was there. But uh, hey. So what? Out the window. Results, results don't cut it. Indeed. Um, I'll tell you what, we're focusing on around the USL. Should we look at the game tomorrow coming out? Let's do it. Oakland Roots. Well, I've heard of them. You... <laughs> Congratulations, Max. Thanks, you. of Oakland Roots. Thanks, man. Playing RGV. Well, you heard of them. <laughs> Have I? Mm. Whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> so they're playing tomorrow at Pioneer Stadium. Are you going to give me any insight on that one, Max? Any thoughts at all? Is it going to be, whoa, I've heard of them? Uh, no, I would say uh, Oakland Roots. You know, look for them to have a look have a bounce back game. I, I think there were. I, I, on seriousness, I I do not. I'm not waffling or going back on my comments that Rising should have won that match. And I think that while they're happy with a point, they should have been aiming for three given the performance. But I don't think Oakland was out of that game. And you see what happens where they're able to counter with the pieces that they have, and provided that their defense and goalkeeper aren't horribly sloppy and wasteful like they are for Which almost the majority of that match. Paul Blanchett was probably yeah. at his worst game of the season. Yeah. yeah, provided that doesn't happen, which hopefully you don't have two back-to-back worst games of the season in a row, you know, look for them to get the victory, the dub. I wouldn't really lie. I think RGV are a very hard team to predict. They're really inconsistent mm. when you look at what they're doing week in and week out. It's not... Particularly, I mean, they're outside of the playoffs as it stands, but when you look at some of the results they've managed to to get and some of the results that they've ultimately thrown away, you look at them winning away to San Diego. Yeah. In fact, they get quite badly beaten against uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies, against Charleston Battery, against Orange County. That's probably one of the weakest wins in there. Sure. Um, and yet they go ahead then and in their most recent match, get a 1-0 win over Colorado Springs. They're very inconsistent, very hard to predict. And so while I broadly speaking would say yes, I'd expect Oakland to bounce back to have a better performance than they did in that last game. I also feel as though what you're looking at here is an RGV team that could come out and just be substantially better than they are. Yeah. Or they could come out and really make it easy for Oakland. And you never know. You never know on any given day which RGV team you're going to see. Yeah, no, you know, that's a very thoughtful analysis. I appreciate you bringing up old examples. That being said, I'm not going to listen to a single thing you just said. I'm going to bet uh, I'm going to bet money on BetMGM that uh, Oakland's going to win. So Is that the same uh, Don't, no, nope, that's different. That's you different. saying nope. it was going to be level at half we'll time. See, we'll see, that's, that's, that's a completely different story. Against, All right, uh, let's uh, move on. Let's uh, have another match, please. <laughs> yeah, if you want to lose money. <sighs> no, don't do that. Follow my man's betting advice. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, any, don't do it. <clears> any money. other uh, notable USL results we should go over from uh, the weekend? From the last weekend. I feel like we touched on most of we really these did. on Saturday night. Maybe a brief uh, look at a look at the table, perhaps. Brief soon. look at the table. See where things still stand, indeed. Let's see. Currently top of the West. Sacramento Republic. 32 points on 16 games. Second place is El Paso Locomotive, 30 points on 15 games. Mm -hmm. So top place is within touching distance for El Paso. But then you start getting down, you get down into the mix. There's a lot of teams in very close uh, positions here. In third, Monterey Bay, 16 games, 26 points. Mm -hmm. San Antonio in fourth, 25 points, 16 games also. Fifth and sixth, both 23 points. Oakland Roots, 15 games. San Diego, 16 games. Yeah. One point behind them, and there were two teams on 22 
points mm. each. Colorado Springs switchbacks, they've played one game more than Phoenix Rising, who currently sit in eighth. Um, switchbacks on 17, Rising on 16 games played, both on 22 points. And then as you drop out of the playoff positions, the Orange County closest to the playoffs, they're on 19 points, three points back from the playoff positions, although they have got played a game more than Phoenix mm. Rising. New Mexico United have a game in hand, though, over those lower-placed playoff sides. They played 15 games. They're on 18 points. That's four points back on the playoffs. RGV just behind them, 16 points from 15. And Vegas Lights still with only one win all season. They are 15 games played, nine points. Knowing all of that, and I know we haven't, we typically do this at the beginning of the month. We didn't miss this last month because one of us was on vacation. Um, where do you pick uh, Rising to finish in the table? I think they could make fifth. Okay. I think they could. Okay. Yeah. I'll I think take, that's a realistic. I'll take uh They're on the right trajectory. They're on the right maybe. trajectory. I'll take uh I'll still I'll take a sixth place. Nice okay. uh nice six. A fifth and six. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um <clears throat> yeah, well. There you go. Who's that against? Don't bring that up, Michael. Uh where don't where, you bring where, that where up. Okay. <laughs> Tough. Tough. Well, you know, uh yeah, we'll see where Rising progresses. Maybe they can move up. Y'all want to move up? Go and die hard today. Elevate yourself. Elevate yourself. Become a diehard. Check you can it bully all. him in the uh, Discord. No, you won't. But you, you, they, will, but you, you will. You will. Because people are already bullying him. No, in they, they would never. He still owes two shots. I don't. Um, anyway, people have already forgotten he about does. that. Yeah, no, they don't. You're delusional. No, um, they don't. Anyway, you can check out phnextlocker.com to become a diehard today. Grab your favorite shirts, merch, events. You get 20% off all merch, off all events, all great stuff coming on. We do have our free Knockout Nights Cornhole Tournament coming up at the BetMGM Sportsbook. Not this Friday, but next Friday, it's going to be a freaking good time. And come on out, play some cornhole, win some prizes. Devin hasn't forgotten. Devin, I don't know what you're not you forgetting. You still owe two shots. Okay, anyway, uh, no, come Three out. Three shots now. Come out to the Ben Imager Sportsbook app. It's going to be a fun time. Diehards, want to see you there. want to see everyone there hanging out with us. And uh, yeah, come, uh, you know what? You come out to the Ben Imager Sportsbook app. Maybe I'll buy you a beer if you're lucky. He will buy you a beer. Okay. I said if you're lucky. Uh, no, Devin, we do not need three shots now. Um, Speaking of uh, alcohol, uh, oh, I heard a rumor that uh, you're going to be uh, not here for the next couple weeks. Well, it's not for that long. It's about a week I'm going to miss, roughly. <laughs> Feels like longer. Oh, my gosh. Max what are we going to do? Whoa! Yeah, I was going to say, Whoa! this guy just up and left. Like... Oh, my God. Anyway, turning the uh, blame, I mean, our attention back on, oh, where are you going to be off to? Home. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Wow. Riveting, riveting story. Yeah. Riveting, riveting story. You have any fun, any fun plans? Going home. I mean. Anything. Yeah. Okay. Any, any like food you're going to excite to eat or anything like your friends you're looking to reconnect with or anything like that. Going home. Okay. I this mean, man it's... is giving me absolutely nothing. Uh, I'll be holding it down in your place. Yeah. No, no. Tune in. Tune in. You're going to get a full hour of ads. Yeah, you will. You better be ready. It's yeah, just going to be him talking about ads for a full hour. You're so welcome. You're so welcome, everyone. Yeah, you'll get all the ads. I'm going to have to say it twice just so I don't forget that I said them. But yeah, we're still going to be doing our normal shows, the post games, all that stuff. We will be back on Thursday. Not we, as in me, who are our producer, and uh, whoever's going to be joining me, a special guest. You'll have to stay tuned. But yeah, Thursday at 6 p.m., we will be back in studio doing the whole normal shebang. Um, but yeah, until then, uh, is there anything else you'd like the people to leave the people with until you come back? 
That's what we got. That was an audible chug for those of you who are listening on audio. Well, you can follow Owen on Twitter at OJEvans18. You can follow me on Twitter at Max David Simpson. You can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore underscore rising because double the underscore. Double the fun. Double the fun. And, you know, it is the beautiful game for a reason, but it's way more beautiful. When you get some peace and quiet for a freaking week and a half. I was about to make a joke about Canada. End the show on that. End the show on that. No, we're done. We're done. We're done. Okay. Bye, everyone. We'll see you Thursday.